Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Well, I guess it's true. You live long enough, you'll see everything. 855-405-8255, the number, 855-405-8255. Call anytime on anything. We're going to be moving fast, covering a lot of ground, because there is a lot to cover today. Call that number, talk to the wonderful Kelly, and she'll arrange to get you on the show. Ryan Schuling behind the glass, and uh, we'll be texting as well, even though I'm remote today. Ryan will be taking a look at the text and throwing in some of the best. And and best starts with short enough that we can process it and get it on air quickly. 57739. So text my name, Dan, to 57739. We will, of course, continue to do today what we have done from the very beginning of the mass killing on I-70. And we've kept our promise to you to be all over that case, to keep you up to speed, to be looking around corners because we understand that case has a relevance to you and to your family that goes far beyond lots of things that get talked about in the media because you are never in more danger. Your children, your spouse, you're never in more danger than you are on our roadways. And you're in particular danger from dangerous truckers. The good ones, they're heroes. The dangerous ones, they are a clear present danger to your life and the life of everybody you care about. And so we've been all over that case. And now we're into a phase that I don't know that any of us could have seen coming because we haven't seen anything like it before. A sitting governor, in my constitutionally protected opinion, uh, obstructing justice to try to prevent a sitting judge from entering sentence against a trucker convicted by a jury of multiple acts of homicide. It's extraordinary. And so we'll go deeper into it today. We're going to be privileged to have with us in the 5 o'clock hour at 5.06 and 5.36, have with us um, two people who lost loved ones. Kathleen Harrison, her husband Doyle, was killed by this criminal. And she will be with us at 5.36 to talk about, you know, the, the governor's interaction with the victims on this, the governor's action in this case and and what she thinks about all of that and uh, we'll be talking to Dwayne Bailey at 506 Dwayne Bailey whose father Bill Bailey was killed as well by this trucker and he's uh justifiably and understandably very very upset with what the governor has done so hope you're with us then as well in the meantime um I want to give you a heads up on something we'll be kicking around as we get into the five o'clock hour, and it's something I'm still working on. I don't claim at this point to have the answer to it, but you know, I've been, I've been practicing law now for 38 years. And normally my instincts are, are particularly sound, 
but I'm not at the point where I can point you to statutes or case law or anything else to back up this suspicion I have here. But I'm continuing to dig and I want to throw it out there and and just let you know the direction I'm going with this. And, you know, we're blessed to have so many great minds in the audience, including some who you know, may well practice criminal law on either side. And I'd love to get your take on this as well. But my my gut tells me that there's a very fair question as to whether Governor Polis violated the law when he obstructed justice in this case. And, you know, we went into it in depth yesterday. I won't take a lot of time on it now. But if you weren't with us, and the gist of it is this, I understand the headline story is governor commutes 110-year sentence. But what people are, are missing there is that there's a critical additional piece. After the initial sentencing to 110 years, the DA moved for a sentence reconsideration. The judge set a date next week to consider that at a hearing. So what actually happened here, and this is where, in my opinion, the obstruction of justice comes in, is that Polis then acted very oddly, very abruptly, uh, with no compelling need, no compelling legitimate need to act this quickly. He obviously took immediate action in order to prevent the judge on the case from entering the new sentence. That's where I think there's obstruction of justice. And so the question then is, okay, in a moral sense, in a practical sense, obstruction of justice, obviously. I mean, Polis obviously acted in order to prevent the judge in the case from entering the sentence. Why? And it's when you get to the why, I think, that if I'm right, and if this is obstruction of justice, it comes down to the why he did it. Why he did it? Did Polis act so suddenly and abruptly out of nowhere with, with no legitimate need to move this quickly? Did he do that in order to prevent the sitting judge from entering the sentence? I believe that he did. I believe he clearly did. Is that prosecutable obstruction of justice? No matter what the other motives may have been. And then, of course, we get into the other motives. So we'll be talking about that as well. But I also... Um, don't want to ignore one of the strangest things I've ever seen in, in politics, in American public life, which is this really surreal kind of twilight zone-ish uh, commemoration by the left, starting with the, the president, at least in title, uh, to, to somehow try to focus Americans on the terrible events at the Capitol a year ago today. And, and taking this to such an extreme point that any reasonable person is going to look at them and see exactly what they're doing and, and see what an insult it is to their intelligence, you know, comparing it to 9-11, comparing it to Pearl Harbor. So I'd love to hear from you. Why do you think the left is making this big mistake? And if you disagree with my premise and, and you think it's not a mistake for them, let me know. But I think it's pretty obviously an enormous mistake for them politically at a time like this where Biden is understandably very, very unpopular. The Democratic Party is very unpopular. Democrat Congress, very unpopular. They just got their tails whooped in Virginia at a time when they're at an absolutely low ebb. And Americans are so concerned about other things, the things they should be concerned about, you know, high crime inflation, the open borders, 
you know, the, the humiliation of the greatest military to ever exist on the planet, the humiliation of the entire nation by Joe Biden in Afghanistan. That's what Americans care about. So at a time like that, why would the left be so tone deaf as to to try to focus everything on one six? I mean, I'm glad they're doing it because it's going to hurt them at the ballot box. But why do you think they're doing it? I think I have the answer to that. 855-405-8255. But I'd sure love to hear yours first. So we'll dive into that. Let's get a little bit of the sound of the day on that just so you can get a feel for how weird this truly is. We'll start with um, the president-to-be sooner than later, Kamala Harris. Cut five, please, Ryan. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. Stop it right there, please, Ryan. Obviously, that insults the intelligence of every listener other than the most hardcore lefty. And I'll get to that in a second. But it also, think about it. Think about what an insidious insult it is to all of the people who lost their lives in Pearl Harbor and its aftermath, lost their lives on 9-11 and its aftermath. What a tremendous insult to them to be comparing those monumental world-changing events to January 6th. And hey, you know, I think that January 6th was awful and it was very serious and it must never happen again. I said so at the time. Just look at when I was tweeting real time while it happened. But nobody in their right mind could believe what Kamala Harris just said. And she's got to know that. So why is she saying it? And, and she wouldn't have said that, obviously, unless it was choreographed by Biden and the whole team. So why? Why go there. And then when we come back from the break, I'll get you some sound of Biden today as well. And I think that's even more fascinating and and even more obvious why he's doing what he's doing, because they've got to know. They've got to know it's going to hurt him with independence. It's going to hurt him with most Americans. But I think you'll find the sound just very interesting. 855-405-8255, the number. And then I want to give you my take and get yours. I want to give you my take on this kind of overarching question that's out there. What was January 6th? Was it an insurrection? Was it a riot? Was it something else? I've got my clear answer to that. But uh, we'll do that after the break. 855-405-8255 on the Dan Kaplan Show.
let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. <clears throat> he built his lie over months. It wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. Wow. You know, how far gone does Biden have to be to fail to realize that the only person who was badly hurt by what he just said was him? I mean, uh, Americans, there's an ethic in America and it crosses party lines. And you know, it's true because it's part of your ethic, which is that that kind of statement, you know, that that kind of taunting, you know, that kind of meanness makes a person small. It makes a person look small. Small people do that. And, and to do it here for the person who won the election to do it and to do it a year later when that same person who won the election is obviously failing on multiple fronts. Nothing anybody could have said or done today could have made Joe Biden look smaller than what he said. And, and so that's going to repulse many Americans and many Americans who dislike Donald Trump. So why did he do it? 855-405-8255, the number, if you want to text, and 57739. My own belief is that, that one of the reasons for this obvious self-inflicted wound by Biden is, is he is a small person. He's always been a small person. And, you know, I've never said that about Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. I disagree with their policies. I point out how they hurt America. But, but I point out these are big time players you know clinton biden eh, not biden the opposite clinton obama etc the big time players who just do bad things but biden's always been a small timer he's always been puny and and so that's just part of his base character you know the the other thing is he he understands i mean there are an awful lot of Americans who are not convinced that that election was legitimate. You know, they're, they're not convinced that Biden won fair and square. And, and I think that really, really bothers him, obviously, because by far exponentially, the biggest accomplishment of his life was winning a narrow victory. It wasn't over Donald Trump, by the way. I mean, when he says a defeated president, he, he didn't defeat Donald Trump. I think he got more votes than Donald Trump where he needed to. But COVID defeated Donald Trump. The Communist Party of China defeated Donald Trump when it made the deliberate decision not to tell the world that it had discovered COVID-19 in its country and that it was being transmitted person to person. So, yeah, Donald Trump lost that election narrowly, in my opinion. But Joe Biden didn't defeat Donald Trump. And I think another reason that Biden is, is doing this, this whole bizarre uh, business today, knowing that, that it's going to hurt politically, is that he knows there's a inf infinite, wouldn't you say, Ryan, maybe 10 times better chance that Donald Trump wins on Election Day, November 2024, than Joe Biden. 
And I'm not sitting here telling you that Donald Trump is going to win a second term in November of 24, but I'm telling you that the chances of Donald Trump winning on Election Day 24 are 100 times greater than the chances of Joe Biden winning on that election day. You think I'm wrong? I think you're right, Dan. And if things mirror exactly how they are now with the economy continuing to go in a downward spiral, all the other factors you mentioned earlier, if the election were today, I believe Donald Trump would win it, point blank. I mean, Biden's approval rating oh, yeah. is at 40% yeah. in most of these polls. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. And I don't wish Joe Biden, as much as I disdain much of what he does and stands for, I don't wish him anything ill physically. But the chances of Joe Biden even making it in office to the end of the first term are so small. So as he sits here today, having been by all reasonable measures, a horrifically failed president already, you know, he, he just has to be in such personal turmoil. Because he knows that. He knows he's been a failure. He knows that the only accomplishment that he's had was, you know, this narrow victory over Donald Trump. And, and he knows far more likely Donald Trump gets a second term than either he does or a Democrat does. So, yeah, that's got to drive him crazy. The other reason, I think, for this goofiness today from, from the left as a whole is, is, listen, as wrong as they are in the big issues... They're smart people. They understand they're going down the tubes with independence. They can read the polls, but they know they have a bigger problem to start with, which is their base at best is apathetic, extremely disappointed, embarrassed. I mean, Joe Biden is an embarrassment. Afghanistan was an embarrassment. All these failures, major embarrassment. So they've got a they've got a tremendous problem with their base. So today's heat fest that this trip down, you know, this venomous memory lane, you know, this is, I think, primarily aimed at the base and just aimed at their self-absorption, you know, that their, their need to vent and, and go back to what worked for them. They know right now there are very few people in America outside of the hardcores who are going to vote for Democrats in 22. So, so, you know, they're going back to what worked for them before, even though it's a million to one shot. Can they get them to vote against Donald Trump once again, this time in November of 22? They can't, but what else do they have? 855-405-8255 number. So we'll continue to talk about this. We have a, a lot more sound from Biden today, and I think it's worth your time. It's such interesting sound because it's obviously so harmful to Biden and to the left and so out of tune with where Americans are at right now and what they care about. But it's, you know, it's kind of like watching a train wreck. I mean, I've never seen one myself. Have you, Ryan? I hope that we never do, but uh, nobody no. looks away from that. So we'll come back, play that sound. And I want to give you my answer and hopefully get yours to this overarching question of what happened on January 6th? Was it an insurrection? Was it a riot? Tucker Carlson, very critical of what Ted Cruz called it. We'll play that sound. And then we have victims of that killer on I-70 will join us at 506 and 536 to talk about what Polis has done. And it's awful. You're on the Dan Catholic Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This isn't about being bogged down in the past. It's about making sure the past isn't buried. That's the only way forward. That's what great nations do. They don't bury the truth. They face up to it. Sounds like hyperbole, but that's the truth. They face up to it. We are a great nation. Wow, fascinating. Think about that. So you've got Biden out there today, this this bizarre spectacle where he's now looking back a year when America's in such trouble right now, real people hurting so badly right now because he's been such an enormous failure and his party has been. So anytime, you know, the president has to start by saying, hey, it's not it's it's not getting about getting bogged down in the past. You know that he realizes that's how most people are going to look at it. But but think about the admission in that statement. What, what he's admitting in that statement is the truth, which is America doesn't care about this anymore. America didn't like it, shouldn't like it. It was horrible. It should have never happened, should never happen again. But America doesn't care about one six anymore. But but Biden and the left are so frustrated that people don't care about it. You know, that they do this this hysterical thing today saying, hey, wait a second. No, don't forget this. You've got to care about this. We know you don't care about this, but you've got to care about this. And the reason you've got to care about it from their twisted point of view is that's the only chance they have to win is if somehow you and and others out there are so stupid that that you would sit here and believe that, that that the GOP itself tried to engineer an insurrection against the United States of America that's preposterous and everybody knows it. You know, some bad people did some awful things on January 6th and and Americans know that. So, yeah, it's, it's a remarkable thing to watch right now. I'm very happy to see Biden and the left doing what they're doing today and continuing to wallow in this because it will make it worse and worse for them on Election Day. 855-405-8255. But it does lead to the interesting question of, hey, what exactly did happen on January 6th? Because you hear some say it was an insurrection. Some call it a riot. Tucker normally refers to it as a riot. We'll play some sound from him in a second. You hear others use different words. So what really happened on January 6th? And I think what what a lot of people are missing is it depends on who you're talking about. Because January 6th was not one overarching thing other than something awful that shouldn't have happened. For some, a relatively small group on January 6th, but but even one would be too many, January 6th was an attempted insurrection, in my opinion, on the part of some. And that was a relatively small part of that crowd. No question in my mind, they were there 
to break the law in order to stop Congress from functioning. In my mind, that meets the definition of an insurrection. But then there were lots of other people there who who weren't there for that purpose and got caught up in the riot. And then you had other people there who weren't there for an insurrection or a riot, but just ended up flowing into the Capitol. And, and so it depends who you're talking about. In my mind, any way you cut it, it was awful. It was terrible. It should never happen again. And it shouldn't be downplayed. But at the same time, it shouldn't be exaggerated into something it was not. And at the same time, if anybody claims to just care about 1-6 because they care about America and, and they don't want to see us become a banana republic, you know, which is a very legitimate concern, then they have to prove that by showing they care just as much about all of the political violence that we saw over and over and over again, you know, throughout the preceding summer that was actively backed by the left. And, and anybody who claims to care about 1-6 as a threat to democracy but isn't equally or more upset about that summer of rioting, well, they're just a liar. 855-405-8255, the number, which is most of them, by the way. Let's, um, hey, let's go to Tucker Carlson calling out Ted Cruz on this. And then I want to give you a heads up. You know, we have focused on the slaughter on I-70, the mass murder on I-70 by that trucker. Uh, since the beginning, since the crash itself. And so today, and now that we're into this craziness uh, of the governor, in my constitutionally protected opinion, obstructing justice and um, and wrongfully stopping a sitting judge from entering a final sentence, you know, we're going to have on a couple of the victims. We're going to have on Kathleen Harrison, whose husband, Doyle, was killed by this trucker, and she's going to give you her take on what the governor has done here. And then also Dwayne Bailey, who lost his father, Bill Bailey, you know, killed as well by this same trucker. And he'll talk about, you know, the governor's interaction with the victims and what the governor ended up doing and what Dwayne's take is on that. So Dwayne will be at 5.06 and Kathleen at 5.36. In the meantime, as, as we talk more about the... Um, insanity from the left today tying back to one six here's a tucker carlson unhappy with ted cruz and you don't see that very often cut 15 please no one in congress seems to care even supposedly conservative republican senators what are they busy doing well they're busy repeating the talking points that merrick garland has written for them here's one example uh we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. Now, let's be honest. Everyone who's conservative appreciates Ted Cruz. You may not like him, but you got to appreciate him. He's legitimately smart. He's one of the more articulate people to serve in the Congress, maybe the most articulate. He doesn't use a single word by accident. Every word Ted Cruz uses is used intentionally. He's a lawyer. Yeah. So Tucker unhappy continues that uh, with cut 16. He described January 6th as a violent terrorist attack. Of all the things that January 6th was, it was definitely not a violent terrorist attack. It wasn't an insurrection. Was it a riot? Sure. 
It was not a violent terrorist attack. Sorry. So why are you telling us that it was Ted Cruz? And why are none of your Republican friends who are supposed to be representing us and all the people who've been arrested during this purge saying anything? What the hell's going on here? You're making us think maybe the Republican Party is as worthless as we suspected it was. That can't be true. Reassure us, please, Ted Cruz. See, and, and this is where I think Tucker is being uncharacteristically impre- imprecise. And, and Tucker has made some good points about 1-6 in certain channels. But, but here he's being imprecise because, hey, there were some people there on 1-6. Some of the people there were engaged in violent terrorism. If, if you define terrorism as the use of violence to achieve political ends... And that's what we saw from the left over and over and over again in the summer leading up to 1-6. But if that's how you define terrorism, well, yeah, some of the people on 1-6 engaged in violence to achieve political ends. When you see the video of those people, and I know it was a very small percentage of the people who were at the rally, but when, when you see the video of those people who were actively violently attacking those police officers so that those people and others could go into the Capitol and try to disrupt Congress? Why wouldn't that meet the definition, Tucker? I I think it would meet the definition. Now, I know Tucker is is very frustrated, as any fair-minded person would be, and he's made the case very well that the effort of the left now to extend this into everybody at the rally, all Trump supporters, anybody who doesn't condemn Trump forever is an insurrectionist. Anybody who votes for Trump now or in the future is an insurrectionist. Yeah, that, that's a lie, and it's garbage, and it's wrong. But, but I do think Ted Cruz is right about some of the people who were there who engaged in that kind of violence. And if there's a hole in that logic, please, I know you will not hesitate to tell me. 855-405-8255, the number. Here's the game plan. We'll come back. We'll take some calls. Please do make an appointment to be with us at 506 today for Dwayne Bailey, his father, Bill, killed by that trucker on I-70, and uh, Kathleen Harrison at 536, her husband, Doyle, killed by that same trucker, who Governor Polis then stepped in, and saved, stopped a sitting judge, Polis did, from rendering a final sentence in that case. Why? And did Polis act criminally? I think it's a fair question. I don't have the answer, but it's a fair question to ask. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. No, it's hard about uh, Biden and the rest of the left self-destructing today, trying to uh, make today about a year ago today and and claiming that it's it's tantamount to Pearl Harbor 9-11. I mean, really crazy stuff. They have to know will hurt them. So why are they doing it? I've been giving you my take on that and getting yours. And and what exactly did happen on 9-11? Pardon me, on 1-6. I just played the sound of Tucker Carlson ripping on Ted Cruz for for calling it uh, violent terrorism. What would you call it and why? Also, please make a note. Very important guest coming up at 506, Dwayne Bailey, whose father, Bill, was killed by that trucker who committed mass homicide on I-70 and was then rescued 
by Jared Polis. And then at 5.36, uh, Kathleen Harrison, her husband Doyle, was killed by that same trucker, will join us to talk about her reaction to what the governor has done. In the meantime, let's go to a beautiful fountain, Colorado, just south of Colorado Springs. We'll talk to Kurt there. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome, Kurt. Hello, Dan. Uh, nice to talk with you. Thank you. I had a couple thoughts. Uh, my prayers continue to go after the victims of that mm-hmm. truck driver. Yeah. And we need to run Polis out of town on a rail. Anyway, the real reason I called was about the January 6th fiasco. Yep. I think with the curative powers of time, looking in our rearview mirror, this may come to be something more like Guy Fawkes Day. We need a catchy name for it and put it back there in our past and get over it. Well, I think America already has. And, and an insurrection. You know, I think America already has gotten over it, and that's one reason, Kurt. And thank you for your call, my friend. We have Jim Lyons, want to get everybody. But, yeah, but, but you too, my friend. To Kurt's point, that's one reason Biden was going crazy today. I played sound where he admitted it. He, he said, wait, this isn't about looking to the past, that this is about being honest about what happened so it never happens again. So he knows Americans have moved past 1-6. I think any decent person was repulsed by what happened on 1-6, never wants it to happen again, but knows that, that this wasn't some kind of mass insurrection that threatened democracy. That's goofy stuff. You know, and, and nobody can really believe that. It was awful, should never happen again, but democracy was never in danger. You know, a a lot of innocent police officers were, and and some other innocent people were, because you did have some dangerous criminals in that crowd who were acting violently. You had some other people who then got caught up in a riot, and you had some other people who just sort of swept into the Capitol. But but America, America doesn't like it doesn't want it to happen again, but has moved past it. And that's driving the left crazy. 855-405-8255. Let's go to Philip in Brighton. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome, Philip. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. My comments are basically how the uh, the left is spinning it. Because, you know, they're painting the entire organization with a broad brush. And you're right. Um, any decent person should be repulsed by the by the violence on our, on our capital. But you got to separate the uh, the people who had ulterior motives, whether they were motivated by the le- motivated by the left or possibly motivated by the by the right, um, and those people should be charged with you know with violent crimes. But what we what I've seen from the news media is that even common bystanders who were who have every right to assemble peaceably and, and make their voices known are being arrested and charged with terrorism. And that's what really bothers me is that there's no separation. And, there's, and the other thing is there's no honesty when the records are sealed uh, from a Capitol policeman that can shoot an uh, unarmed yeah. protester. Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally believe she was in the wrong, should not have been there. She should have obeyed the, the lawful orders of the, of the, um, the police. But yeah. shooting her in the neck absolutely, and, and then sealing the documents, that is a right. crime. Right. Phil, appreciate the call. You hit on many important things there. And and listen, equal application of the law is critical to this nation, right? It's part of why we were formed, and it's part of basic fairness. And there's such a blatant, inequal application of the law right now. And, and you see it with, 
you know, the mass violence, political violence from the left, you know, throughout the summer of 21, that the left implicitly endorsed, if not actively assisted. And, and then you see the vast majority of those, you know, politically violent lawbreakers go completely unpunished, in, in fact, lionized. And then on 1-6, where we saw some horrible things happen. Yeah, on 1-6, you know, there are legitimate questions as to whether a lot of people have been overcharged on 1-6. Clearly, there were some people who needed to be charged very severely and do jail time. But there are legitimate questions about overcharging and about people, you know, who were kept incarcerated longer than people under similar circumstances, you know, should be or would have been. Tucker Carlson has done a great job addressing those legitimate questions. So I understand, believe me, the frustration out there. I just think it's very important to acknowledge, and I think the vast majority of, of folks do, that what happened on 1-6 was wrong. You had varying degrees of culpability. The number of people actively engaged in violent insurrection, way too many, but relatively small compared to the overall crowd. And it should never happen again. And the left is failing in its efforts to try to keep voters focused on it and get them to vote on it. People aren't going to do that. They're going to vote on what matters to them now. 855-405-8255 on The Dan Kaplan Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.